This is a paid program, and the views and opinions expressed in this show are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Castle & Cook Mortgage or 1690 AM. Castle & Cook Mortgage, LLC, NMLS ID number 1251. Joe Massey, NMLS ID number 7538. Catherine Gutierrez, NMLS ID number 1570680. Equal housing lender regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all who apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. You have tuned in with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez on the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on 1690 AM, the show that discusses up-to-date mortgage and real estate topics and trends that will educate you on the purchase or refinance of your next home. Have a question? Call Castle & Cook Mortgage at 303-809-7769. This is the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez. Good morning, Denver, and welcome to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report, brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage, providing nationwide, world-class customer service right here in the Mile High City. I'm your host, Joe Massey, along with my co-host today, Catherine Gutierrez, providing you with more than 20 years of combined experience in mortgage lending. We are here to share inside knowledge and experience of the home buying and refinance process, and we have a terrific guest in the studio this morning, Scott Fatzinger, with the New Era Group at Your Castle Real Estate. Scott, good morning. It's great to see you today. Good morning to both of you. I'm glad you're here. Catherine, great to see you this gorgeous Saturday morning. How are you today? Doing well. It's getting a little bit warmer each weekend, so I can't complain. Absolutely. Well, hey, tell our listeners a little bit about what we've got on tap for the show today. Yeah, today we're going to be reviewing, you know, the Denver market. Um, are we in a bubble? The general questions and just, you know, highlight Scott and how he works with buyers successfully. And then, of course, we're going to highlight um, the open house of the weekend, a great listing of the weekend, and then the event that's going on in Colorado and um, we're just grateful for Scott and his 18 years of experience to tell us what's going on. All right. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 KDMT, brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage. For any mortgage or real estate finance questions, please call us anytime at 303-809-7769. So as I mentioned, we've got Scott Fatzinger here in the studio this morning. Scott's with the New Era Group at Your Castle Real Estate. Any listeners out there that have questions or comments and want to learn a little bit more about Scott, you can reach him anytime at 720-297-0575. And as a reminder, Castle & Cook Mortgage and the New Era group at your castle are not affiliated entities listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other well scott good morning thank you so much for joining us tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started in real estate well um i uh have been in real estate now for 18 years and that seems seems really wild to say that (laughs) because uh that went by very quickly um but i was uh I decided to get into real estate when I found out that I was going to be a father. Okay, yeah. And I was working in the restaurant industry, and um, a friend of mine who was also in the restaurant industry and had uh, had had gotten into real estate a couple years earlier um, invited me into the field because he felt like it was a nice natural progression mm-hmm. from having a social job yep. into another social job. Definitely. Yeah, and I think that's so great what you said there. Real estate really is a social job. It's all about talking with people. You've got to be able to interact with the buyers, interact with the sellers, the title company, the agent on the other side, the mortgage lender. You've got to have some personality in order to do this job, right? Absolutely. And it's easy to have uh, it's easy to have a positive attitude and good personality when you're talking to people about something as basic as housing. Right. We all need a place to live. Yeah. And I think um, I think it's been determined, and and um, and I've been educated in the fact that, you know. 
when you are a person that invests in a home, your financial structure, safety, and strength through the rest of your life improves dramatically. Yeah, yeah, I think by you're simply right. owning a home. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I saw a stat recently that the number one driver of net worth uh, in the United States is owning real estate. Right? Is that right? Absolutely. And I think it's sim- I think it's simply the number one way that a person one can provide for themselves and their family, mm-hmm. and at the same time passively start to build some financial stability. Yeah, yeah. There's a graph. I'm, I'm sure you've got it in your booklet there uh, that shows the comparison of the average net worth of a renter is a little over $5,000. The average net worth of a homeowner is a little over $225,000. So simply buying a home, keeping it, holding it for the long term is going to help you build massive wealth, right? Right. That, should, that, that fact should, should blow young person's minds. Yeah. You know, especially in our market where <clears throat> we're seeing that you can purchase a home Roughly for the same amount of money that you're spending on renting right. in our city. So to me, it's an easy, natural progression into taking the next step. If, if you're deciding that Denver is a place where you want to stay for a while. Right, right. That's right. It's any time. If you think you're going to be in a place for you know six months, a year, probably not time to buy. But if Agreed. you think you're going to live there long term, could definitely be a good, good time to buy. Now, Catherine, tell us, what have you seen with rents? Have you seen rents going up a lot lately? Absolutely. Like at least, I mean, depending on what you're looking for, of course. But like, you know, one bedroom, one bath, somewhere near-ish 45 minutes from Denver, at least like 12, 1300, like yeah. easily. No, like nothing fancy. Yeah. Like girl, girl basic. And that's a lot. That is a mortgage payment. Like you just got to, you know, save up a little money um, for the out of pocket costs, like appraisal and inspection. But then you could literally own a home and then get like a little one of your friends to rent the other room or whatever. And you're you're great. That yeah. is my mortgage payment. Yeah. You're right in that ballpark. Yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was looking at um, yesterday I was in a class. And we were talking about rates, which is relating directly to payment. Yep. Rates are fantastic. Yeah. And um, people have been, I think they're always spooked by by what they hear on the news. Right. Rates are going up. Rates are going up. They're actually not going up. Yeah. And over a two-year period of time, or actually three, from 2016 to 2019, the rate is within a point. Right. Of where it was. That's right. Yeah. There's been no major swings, you know, every day, right? Maybe a little up, maybe a little bit down, but it's not like rates were at 3% and now we're at 8 you know, rates were at three and a half. Now we're at four and a half or rates were at 3.75. Now we're at four and a quarter. Depends on the day. Yeah. Right. But it's still a great time from a financing standpoint to to buy a property. And Catherine, that leads us right into our first topic. Uh, you got a great question for Scott here, right? For our very first topic. Um, tell us about that. Yeah. So um, the one question I have in like 99% of the people here that live in Colorado, um, Scott, are we in a bubble? I, I am going to say emphatically, no, I do not believe that we are in a bubble. I agree. But tell us why. Um, I think it comes down to basic, basic economic principles of supply and demand. Yeah. If there is demand and we have less inventory, that in itself, by definition, is not a bubble. That's right. Um, and I experienced it last weekend. Um, I'm shopping with a buyer at a very popul- popular price point. Um which is $300,000. Um, but she also wants to stay within a certain distance of central Denver. So okay. we're limited a little bit geographically mm-hmm. by what our selections may be. Um, we found a beautiful house and apparently so did eight or nine other people. Right, right. On the very same Saturday morning in which it came on the market, 
we immediately were in a competitive multiple bid situation and we did not we did not win the bid mm-hmm. and it's simply because other people were willing to i think substantially overpay for the property yeah um so to me that just deflates any speculation about a bubble right right i agree and and let's talk about that now this is uh this is march right this was the first weekend of march and there were eight or nine competitive offers on this property at 300,000 now Catherine, we've been doing this show for a long time. And what was everybody telling us in the winter? In the springtime, we're going to experience a slowdown, right? Yes. Have like, we have we seen that happen? No. Yeah. Like it's like again, maybe not as competitive as last last summer spring, but like it's still competitive. Yeah. And again, it depends on what you're looking for, your price point, is it a condo, it is. So it all has a bunch of factors, but it's all the same, I feel like. Just well, I think we in the business, as as realtors, we look at just a couple simple factors when we're determining, you know, what strategy we're going to have for buyers. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we need to be aware of are months of inventory. Mm-hmm. When we're looking at whether a market is leaning towards a seller's advantage or a buyer's advantage. And when months of inventory stay low, it's a seller's advantage. Right, right. When we start to when we start to build volume and inventory back in the city of Denver, which I hope we will, yep. our market will, I believe, become a little more balanced. Yeah, be a little more normal. Correct. Sellers and buyers will simply be able to negotiate with each other for fair prices, uh, in uh, inspection items that they need fixed. Maybe sellers will be willing to give somewhat of a concession. Yep. To buyers. I think, you know, right now, I know statistically in our class, we were discussing yesterday in our trends class that um, people are asking for concessions and typically they're getting about 1% concession. So it's really a win for the seller too. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. If you're basically collecting 99% of your list price, I would call that a successful sale. I think so too. Not everything is going to sell above list price. Not everything is going to sell at list price. Traditionally, even no matter what you're buying, you're buying a vehicle, you're buying a house, anything that you can negotiate on, traditionally it sells for a little bit below the asking price. And if you're getting 99% of that asking price, that's pretty darn good. Really good. Yeah. Really good. But it also does, you know, 1% of a home sale can really affect the ability of a buyer to go ahead and complete the transaction. Sure. That's exactly right. 1% of the, 1% of the house I was shopping for last weekend would be $3,000 cash in that buyer's pocket. Right. That's a huge amount of money. Yeah. That's Absolutely. a lot of money in anybody's world. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. So buyer feels good, feels like they got a little victory. Yep. So does the seller. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't give up 5%. You know, we didn't no. list our home for 300 and have to sell it for 280 285 right? And there's nothing wrong with helping the buyer get to the closing table to close on your property. That's right. I think that's yeah, exactly Everyone right. wants to move on to the new place and move into the new place. So, like, why not work together? Absolutely. And I think that that takes the, that takes the home buying and selling experience into a traditional good negotiation and not an adversarial Right. Situation between buyer and seller. Right. And it should never be that way between agents either. Right. Well, I want to talk about that. So you brought up a great point. We don't have this on our outline here, but I really think this is a great topic. Um, Just recently, last weekend, you had seven or eight or nine offers on one property. Um, It doesn't have to be adversarial, but what do you do when it's a competitive market like this? What do you do to help your buyers stand out and give them the best opportunity for success? How do you help them uh, stand out against those other eight or nine offers? 
there there are small things that you could do within the contract that are not necessarily huge financial mm-hmm. huge financial gains or losses for either party, but they do show a little good faith. Okay. For instance, if you can go ahead and meet them halfway in, in a if it's a in a homeowners association, for instance. Yeah. Go ahead and volunteer to pay the the transfer fees to the association and so forth. Yeah. It's it's hundreds of dollars. But it may make you look like a more cooperative buyer. Like, right. Ooh, they're willing to help me out. Like there, just something. Yes. Small so small items throughout the contract, if you can just give a little. Yeah. I think it really makes you stand out. I also think that um having a pre qualification letter, a pre approval letter even better. in your hand makes you even better. Mm-hmm. And I like to work with lenders who are willing to make a phone call directly to the listing agent. Yeah introduce themselves and make us look like a legit make us look like a good buying team yeah they communicate yep. well so this weekend i've received a call from the from the buyer's agent i've received a call from their lender mm-hmm. and i have all their documents in hand and they're willing to participate um and they're willing to cooperate with us so you may win the bid you may win the house deal with by not even being the highest Bitter. Right. Yeah. It's not always about highest price. No. I say it's about three things in this market. It's about price, terms, and experience. Right. Absolutely. If I can get the highest price, but the terms are terrible, maybe that's not my best buyer. If I can get the highest price, good terms, okay, maybe that's pretty good. But if I'm going to have a good experience, I know the buyer's serious. I know the lender's serious. They're going to close on time. I know the buyer's agent is cool. He's not going to be a jerk. We're all working together. Yes. That's who I want to work with, right? Absolutely. Um, and you could do some other small things in the contract if your buyers have the ability to, especially in a multiple bid situation, perhaps you're slightly overpaying for the property or offering a little more than list. Yeah. If you if you feel comfortable and you have the ability to put in a little bit of a clause that, you know, maybe you're willing to uh, cover a few thousand dollars of of appraisal money. Yep. Should there be a difference between contract price and appraised value? Mm-hmm. Um, but once again... I don't advise my clients to to uh, chase that too hard. Right, right. Not necessarily something you have to do. Um, nope. Really just depends. Um, depends on the particular situation. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 KDMT, brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage. For any questions, please call 303-809-7769. All right. So, Scott, you're filling us in on, on what we're doing with this buyer that's at $300,000. And I think you're exactly right. It's got to be a team effort. Now, you mentioned before the show, you've got two other buyers working at different price ranges. Give us another example of a buyer. Do you have somebody in a higher price range? What's that experience like right now? I have a buyer right now. We're shopping in the nine hundred to one point three right, million so dollar totally range. Totally different market. One hundred percent different market. What's that like? It's also very competitive. Yeah. Um, because when you get to that price point, um, we have very specific geographical areas where we're shopping. Mm-hmm. So that in turn limits the inventory. Yep. And uh, I'll tell you, though, at this price point, when something comes on the market, we literally are looking and communicating via our automatic emails daily. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to my client daily. Yeah. And 
literally maybe going and looking at one house per day because that's what when it hits the market we get in the car and we go look at it. that's what's there yeah it's not like you have your pick of 20 or 40 homes right like 300,000 right right and I want to let everybody know that myself and if if I consider myself a good agent and I think in this market if you if you want a good agent you need to have an agent that's willing to be in the car with you daily and on short notice to go look at a property. That's right. Because you may not have the luxury of going uh, tomorrow afternoon or Saturday morning. Yeah, let's right. wait till the weekend. No. Correct. The house is gone. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not gone, but it's sold. It's under contract already. It's under contract already. Yeah. And then you have this stunned buyer. And then a little bit of reality, you know, taps him on the nose and says, oh, well, I, I should probably be more proactive. Yeah. Yep. I think that's such a great point. Now, Scott, I want to talk about that. If somebody wants to get in touch with you to look at homes in this 300 price range, $900 million, what's the best phone number we could reach you at, Scott? My direct line is 720-297-0575. Perfect. And now one of the things you mentioned that I really like is you've got to have an agent and, and you said you're a good agent. I think you're a great agent for a number of <laughs> reasons. You. Um, but one of the reasons is you're very attentive to the buyer and you know, hey, the Mr. Buyer, XYZ property, 123 Main Street, just came on the market. We've got to go in the next two hours. Can you get time off uh, from lunch or from work on your lunch hour? Now, what if you're not available, Scott, because you have a daughter, you've got outside responsibilities like the rest of us. You work with a super great team. Tell us a little bit about the backup that you have behind you. I love working with the New Era group. Um, of course, our leader and our mentor, John Stegner, is just one dynamite dynamite guy, <laughs> super successful agent. But the best thing he is, is he's friendly and he's accommodating. Yeah. And he has recruited a, a bunch of us and we treat each other the same way. Yeah. We communicate um, basically through our own personal Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And it's as easy as literally typing in a request Hey guys, I need some help in Wash Park this afternoon. And mm -hmm. inevitably, within 10 minutes, I get a response from somebody yeah. that says, I'm willing to meet your client and let them in a property. Yep. And so I never turn, I never tell clients that I cannot meet them at a property. That's right. And that's so critical, right? You've got somebody that wants to buy in Wash Park, million dollar price range. That property comes up today. You've got like, Four hours, eight hours at most to see it. Yeah. I, I really consider myself blessed to be with the New Era group and and, and that team. And um, I actually feel, you know, really, really blessed to be to be now under the umbrella of your castle real estate. Yeah. I think that was a great move for our small brokerage. Yep. Um, I love being part of your castle. I think they're extremely strong on educating myself and my colleagues. And... Um, I think that's a big part of our job. Um, we talked about it being a social job, and um, it is a social job because you spend a lot of time with a person. It's a big transaction. I hope the person that you're using as your agent is someone that you enjoy having a conversation with. Right. And you have to have some pretty serious conversations. Yeah, you're exactly you know? right. And I hope you can have fun and have confidence in that person because you're going to do a, one of the most important deals of your whole life. Yep. But you also want a person that's competent. Yeah. And so I think that's where the education comes in because my job is also to educate my clients. Yeah. Along the way about the actual process, about the contract, about the neighborhood, about the risk. And on all those things is very comprehensive. Yeah. Yeah. Which we, I'm sure would be difficult to cover in our 
Yeah, our 25 minute show. We, we might have to get two or three more segments, but <laughs> yeah. you know, right. Catherine, I want to ask you, we see that a lot, right? We see agents that are really good, but maybe don't have a ton of experience or knowledge. Um, what are some of the things that you've seen as far as classes that people attend? What are the most critical factors that you see from an agent that really separates them on a knowledge level that makes them successful? Yeah, absolutely. Good question. Um, so I see a lot, I'm right next to the training room. Um, my office is, so I see newbies, um, seasons, a- seasoned agents, um, so all sorts. Um, so like for the new people getting into real estate, um, I see them going to, you know, um, trends class, how to write a contract appropriately, how to negotiate, how to do an open house. Uh, of course, we teach lending 101. Um, so just going to classes, asking questions and not just telling your clients X, Y, and Z, a follow up and ask questions if you don't know, because your clients will rely on that answer. And if it's wrong or not, doesn't fit them, that's the the worst thing you could do. Absolutely. Um, Our contracts, since I've gotten in the business, have gone in 2001. I believe the contract was about five pages. Yeah. 17 now. Yes. 17 or 16. 19. 19. Oh, Oh, even worse. Including the signature pages. So I'm out of date. I got to go to my class. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And it grows and it changes a little bit each year. Yep. And so um, I, I really like participating in, in all the education, how to write the contract, um, what are good ideas to write in a contract, what are some terrible mistakes that people write in contracts. That's right. Knowing the differences um, between what type of loan you're using within the contract. Yep. Um, because that will also change how you how you write other parts of the contract. That's right. That's right. And um, you, no one ever likes to write an offer and have the other agent call you and say, I would like to make a few corrections on your contract. Oof. Yeah. And, and it's also something that happens when you receive a contract mm-hmm. and you call the other agent and you say, I believe this may be a little bit of oversight on your part, but we'd like to correct this part of the contract. Right. And it's, it's just a direct indication that that, that, that realtor has not taking his most recent continuing education. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think one really important point, not only knowing what to write in the contract, knowing the nuances, but knowing how to explain it, right? If I'm yeah. a home buyer, I need you, Scott, to tell me why it's important, why we're writing it. But then you know what? Maybe the agent on the other side hasn't taken their updated education courses and you need to explain to them too. This is why we put X, Y, and Z in the contract. This is why we did it this way, right? Absolutely. Um as we're talking about, you know, how fast our market has become. And last summer, it was just in the heat. I mean, you literally would get in the car with your client. You go look at five or six houses on a Saturday morning. And at one o'clock that afternoon, you're writing the contract. That's right. Because you need to have it signed and delivered and on the other person's desk by five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, and it's, I think we're going to get there again. I think it's going to be It's going to be a really, really fast market again coming it, up. It's going to happen. Yeah. Now, Scott, it, if one of our listeners wants <laughs> to get in touch with you to learn more um, and maybe get some advice on a contract and sit down with you and go through it, what's the best phone number we could reach you at? Please call me at 720-297-0575. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690-KDMT, brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage. If you want to give us a call, our number is 303-809-7769. 
All right, guys. Now, as we're wrapping up here, Catherine, I think we have a terrific open house going on this weekend. Tell us about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, our open house is in Highlands Ranch, brought to us by Mike Smith at Your Castle Real Estate. His number is 303-888-3412. And the great, uh, the great listing, or I apologize, a great open house. The address is 151 Mountain Cloud Circle in Highlands Ranch. The price is 440 Two-story, four-bedroom, four-bath, so it's a great house for a family or, you know, someone who wants to grow a family. Mm -hmm. um, has a great finished basement, um, huge corner lot, a huge backyard, um, so it's a great property. Um, the open house is happening right now till 2 p.m., 11 to 2, so check it out. Give Mike a call if you do have questions. His number, again, is 303-888-3412. Fantastic. Now, we've got a great listing of the week, uh, 5400 East Jewel Avenue, brought to us by our very own Scott Fatzinger. Scott, tell me about this property listed for 479000 I believe. This is going to be listed at 479000 It is a really, really nice raised brick ranch. Mm -hmm. um, total feet, 2238 Okay, nice. Four bedrooms, two baths. Two renovated bathrooms, a renovated kitchen, open floor plan, beautiful hardwood floors, a new roof within the last couple of years, um, and it's in the booming neighborhood of Virginia Village. Okay, yeah. Right now, there aren't very many active listings in the neighborhood, so That's I would right. suggest that you come by quickly and get yeah. a look at this property. If I want to take uh, a look at it, Scott, what's the best phone number I could reach you at? Please call me at 720-297-0575. And I'd be glad to meet you at the property and show you around. Fantastic. Now, Catherine, I think we've got a great event of the weekend going on, right? It's one of my favorites. Yes, it's a free event. Joe's favorite That's event. Right. <laughs> um, it's Bingo Brunch at the Denver Milk Market. So right downtown Denver. Um, it's from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's free to play, but you do need to buy your own brunch, beverages, or food. But it's bingo. You can't go wrong with that. And um, again, it's free. All right. And now, Scott, one last time, anybody out there wants to get in touch with you, best phone number we could reach you at? Well, I want to say thank you very much again for having me. Of course. And um, I would welcome anyone to call me for any reason at 720-297-0575. Fantastic. Catherine, thank you so much for setting this up and having Scott here as our guest. Really enjoyed the, the information, the knowledge. Scott, you're one of my favorite real estate agents. Always enjoy spending time with you. Uh, folks out there, if you have any questions about buying a home, refinancing your home, uh, any sort of mortgage financing or real estate questions, please call us anytime here at Castle & Cook Mortgage. You can reach us at 303-809-7769. Enjoy your weekend. Make sure you check out the open house and the hot listing of the week, and we'll see you next Saturday at 11 a.m. This is a paid program, and the views and opinions expressed in this show are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Castle & Cook Mortgage or 1690 AM. Castle & Cook Mortgage, LLC, NMLS ID number 1251. Joe Massey, NMLS ID number 7538. Catherine Gutierrez, NMLS ID number 1570680. Equal housing lender regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all who apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. You have tuned in with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez on the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on 1690 AM, the show that discusses up-to-date mortgage and real estate topics and trends that will educate you on the purchase or refinance of your next home. Have a question? Call Castle & Cook Mortgage at 303-809-7769. This is the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez.